day six. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. And today is day six. So this is officially the end of week one. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, 50, <laughs> 50 something. Uh, or it's not 52 more weeks to go because this ain't going to go through the whole year. We'll be done December 10th. So we really have like 49 more weeks yeah. to go. Yeah. Doing yeah. a good job. Yeah, praise good God. Job. <laughs> keep going. Keep right. going. We love it. Um, yeah, it's been so good, man. And um, yeah, as the text moves along, long, we're in Genesis 21. Right. And we see the the promises of God in Genesis made. Right. But also, even in Genesis, mm. we see him kept. Right. Yeah. And so, remember, God said, yo, I'm going to give you a son. His name is going to be Isaac, bro. Right. Like, he told him a year ago his actual name. Right. And it comes to pass. Right. right? And remember, Isaac is derivative from the Hebrew word for laugh. Right. So, God is kind of using this play on words like, man, I do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> don't do not do me. Right. Um, I do this. Now, Isaac is the younger brother. Yeah. Ishmael was actually his firstborn son. Right. And so, we even see God here. <laughs> Like reversing our expectations, right? Like he is doing, he is he is going against the grain of the culture, right? Yep. The firstborn was the one who received the promises, the inheritance, right. the blessing, the birthright. God is saying, no, no, I'm going to choose the younger brother. And it's actually a thing that's been going on in Genesis from Abel to... to, to Cain and Abel. Cain, Abel yeah. Cain was the firstborn. Mm-hmm. God chose Abel. Cain right, slew him, yeah. <laughs> slay him. And then it's Seth. Seth Abraham. yeah. yeah. Is the younger brother. Yeah, yeah, he's not, though. It's absolutely. Isaac is the, the younger brother. brother. Mm-hmm. He's going to have two sons, Esau and Jacob. Jacob's Jacob is going to be the one that God chooses. So we're going to constantly see God is not going to choose the person that we think that he should choose. Mm-hmm. It's not just a theme throughout this, but it's a theme throughout the rest of the Bible. God chooses the least likely. God chooses the least likely candidate so that at the end of the day... Oh, it's him. It's God. God gets the glory. And yep. we look back and say, yo, it was all him. Bro, 22, another chapter in your Bible you got to circle. <laughs> you got to. 12, 15, 17, 22, bro. Right. 22. I don't know. Do you want to take the first part? We'll start. It's joy fire. The very first time <sighs> the word love, mm. not is alluded to because we see that God loves Absolutely. all of his creation. The very first time your word love is mentioned, mentioned bro. comes in Genesis chapter 22, right? And there's this principle called the law of first mention that the first time something is mentioned in the scripture, it's supposed to give this kind of paradigm or framework for how we should understand what that thing is, especially if it's a significant and important thing. Mm-hmm. The very first time love is mentioned, mm-hmm. it comes within the context of a story of a father sacrificing or being asked to Hmm. sacrifice his Hmm. only son that he loves. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Right? Like, Hmm. so in in this concept or Hmm. in this first story, we see this act of sacrificial love being asked of this father. um, And the rest of this story is going to be this incredible story. And I love... We talked about pairings. Yeah. Genesis 21 and Genesis 22 mm-hmm. are going to pair well together. Genesis yeah. 21 is 
mm. a miraculous birth story. And Genesis 22 is something of what the author of Hebrews would call a miraculous resurrection story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, there's so much in this text, man. But one of the things that's uh, interesting, again, like you said, bro, he just said, or he, he's been saying all along that Isaac is going to be the one through whom this nation is going to come through. All my promises will be fulfilled in Isaac. Yeah. And then he says, yo, go sacrifice Isaac as a burnt offering. Right now, linguistically, like when you really look at it carefully, the way he calls Abraham in 12 right. and in 22 are similar. Right. right. But the text tells us something Abraham doesn't technically probably know. Right. This is a test. Right. Right. So yeah. it tells it tells the audience like, all right, this is just a test to, right. to really test Abraham's faith. And he's like, basically, like, it basically doesn't make sense, bro. Right. Like, kill the one I said that my promises would come through. So imagine how much faith Abraham had to really have, bro. And it's like, yo. <laughs> it's like, yo, God, you're asking me to give up the thing that I messed up the first time trying to work around. And now you and ask God, me to give it up? This is the source of... This is why I'm not in the Bible. I don't know right? God can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is my... My hope for the future yeah. embodied in a person and God, I didn't even really ask for it. You gave him to me and now you're asking me to give him up. God, it don't make sense. Yeah. And what I love about the story is it's like God told him and then it's clear in the text. Oh, it's no, like, all right, yo. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yo, let's set the alarm clock, right? Or we're going to get up before the sundial goes off. Yeah, yeah, we are. And let's go. Yo, and then the other aspect of faith. And you pointed this out to me when you <laughs> right. preached this a few years ago yeah. at, at Cornerstone. Abraham gets up, says, Isaac, we out. Let's do it. Yeah. And he tells his boys, he said, hey, yo, me and the boy going to go over there and worship, and we going to come we back. We going to come back. Oh, we. my God. I said, Abraham, you cold, boy. <laughs> he said, we. We are going to come back. So it's this. He doesn't know how it's going to work out it don't even make sense to him right now he but doesn't he know God. the process oh my but God. he knows the end result and that's what faith is is saying listen i don't know how it's going to work out but i do know who made the promise and the who is more important than the how i've learned who the who is right listen, bro. listen. yeah he says that and like you said hebrew says like yo abraham let me let me interpret it for you let's abraham, break it down Abraham believed that if he killed him for real, that God could raise the dead. Right. So he would. So it was. It was. Go, his promise was going to happen for real. So this is what I mean to say. This is why I'm so hyped about the Old Testament. Is because, bro, essentially they had the same faith as us. Right. Abraham was a believer in the resurrection. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Paul will say, "Fam, you're not saved if you don't believe in a resurrection." resurrection. Yeah. And so, what's crazy though? He gets up there and they're like, oh, stop. Hey, <laughs> yeah, All right. you, you really that guy. So guess what? We're going to put a sacrificial lamb in place. Mm. Slaughter the lamb. You offer the offering to God. And Hebrews will say like he received his son back, figuratively right. speaking. Right. So we see the sacrificial lamb is sacrificed on the mountain. Yeah. And this is the true uh, test of Abraham's faith to prove like, oh, no, no, no. This faith is genuine. James will even say like, no, no, no. Like, he showed his faith was legit. Right. Right by what he did. Mm. Now, we think about years later. On this same mountain, you know it's built? The temple. Right. Mm. And later, after that, <laughs> Jesus ascends in the same region. Mm. Ascends a mountain. But 
No, no, no. A lamb doesn't come. Right. He is the lamb. He's the lamb. And he comes and takes the sin of the world on his back. Yeah. And it was in, like Abraham, he kind of like fulfills Abraham's role here. Um, And that was in submission to God for him right. to do that, right? In the garden, he he struggled mm. before the Lord with that. Or before the Father with that. Yeah. And he goes and dies. And now we can all enter God's holy mountain, Mount Zion, the presence of God, and worship him because of what Christ did for us. Yeah. And in chapter 23 and 24, we just see, yeah, the continued fulfillment of God's plan, right? This is going to be the kind of turning point mm-hmm. where... Yeah, Sarah passes away. Yeah. And so, so the story's going to shift from mm-hmm. Abraham to Isaac. Mm-hmm. But even though, look, even though the characters change... Yeah, the character of God remains unchanged. Yeah, and so we're gonna see God's caring, right? God, God is gonna care for Sarah and her barrenness and give her a son. Mm-hmm. God is gonna care for Hagar and Ishmael when they get sent away. Their feelings of abandonment. God cares for Abraham's distress at sending his son away and his mm-hmm. grief of burying his new wife. God cares about Isaac's grief when it comes to burying his mother and God brings him a wife. And on and on and on, we just see the character of God in the fact that God is going to show his care for every character that finds their way across this story. Yeah, so Abram, Abraham absolutely like gets his wife a proper burial. She passes away. Um, but what happens is after that in 24, longest chapter in Genesis. Right. Abraham tells his servant, hey, bro, I'm getting old. This promise, you know, I didn't pass the test and all that. Right. Go get my son a wife. Go right. back to my people. Right. And get my son a wife. Because yeah. in those days, you know, um, the identity was was not in the individual, but in the community. Right. So what they did was they married within the family because we worship Yahweh. We worship the one true God. Right. And to go marry somebody else, to go marry the Canaanites, as we'll see, right. will take you or lead you away right. from God, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so this is not pe- just pe- about yeah. ethnocentrism. It's, no, no, it's no, no. not about, it's not him saying, Isaac, now you know how we feel about them women. Don't you dare bring home a <laughs> It's It's right. religious, not racist. Right, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan, like, who we worship was yeah. a family choice. That's what I'm saying. Not an individual choice. Right. right? It wasn't right. no, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. <laughs> right. right. Back yeah. then it was like, no, no. In this region, yeah. all of us, we worship this Canaanite deity, right? Right. And so that's why Abraham was like, no, no, no. Go get my son a wife so these promises can be fulfilled. Yeah. And when the servant gets there, yeah. he gets a wife, yeah. right? For Isaac. And what's crazy is, is that, uh, you know, there's even a prophecy at the end of 24 that talks about the way that uh, Rebecca would be fruitful, right. right? And we just see even God here affirming those promises that right. his people would be fruitful and multiply. In the beginning, Genesis uh, 1, yeah. God says, yo, be fruitful and multiply as a command. Right. And now in the Abrahamic narrative in Isaac and Jacob, it's going to be a promise. Yeah. I'll make you fruitful yeah. and multiply. And what we're going to find is that at every turn, there's going to be obstacles and barriers for them to be mm-hmm. fruitful and multiply. And God is going to be the one that breaks down those walls and yeah. tears down those mm-hmm. barriers as he does for us, right? One of the beautiful things we see here in the text and something that we move forward with through the day is that what God requires, yeah. 
God provide. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you um, that uh, you don't just give us requirements, but you provide what we need uh, for those requirements, God. And you keep your promises to us. We pray that uh, as we read through your word, that we will be strengthened, uh, that we will be uh, encouraged, that you've never made a promise that you can't keep. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.